You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit for only $3. And any size soft drink for just a dollar. And you'll get your day started on a high note. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Blog Talk Radio. I was lost, but you came and found me. You left your throne, thinking about me. You bled and died to show me mercy. You gave your all because you saw my You came and filled me I was blinded But you helped me to see I was broken But you made me whole again I felt like nothing But you gave me confidence And I'm filled with so much gratitude But words are not enough To explain the magnitude the passion of my love for oh, you took everything I want, made me what I am, and all I am. I worship you, you took everything I want, made me what I am, and all I am. Worship you. about various scriptures, various things, talking about in holiness, 
and then he will be able to answer some of your questions about are you living in holiness. In the text, it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit to convey a chief truth of religion in a few words. It is this circumstance that makes it especially impressive for the truth in itself to be declared in one form or another in every part of the scripture. It is told to us again and again that to make sinful creatures holy, which will be the greatest end which our Lord had in view in taking upon him self of our nature. And thus no one but the Holy Ghost will be accepted for his sake at the last day. The whole history of redemption, the covenant of mercy, in all its parts and provisions, attests the necessity of holiness in order to receive salvation. As indeed even our natural conscience bears witness also, but in the text you'll hear tonight, it will talk about are you living in holiness and the requirements to do so. And there will be some questions answered tonight. So if you are ready to learn more and more, then get out your Bibles, your notepads, get out your pens and your paper, and let's go to school tonight. Here is the man of the hour talking about holiness, my bishop, the shepherd of my house, Dr. Bishop Alphamore, God bless God bless you in Radio Land tonight. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and let us rejoice there in it. Thank God, amen, for my announcement. Bring us on once again. It is our privilege, amen, and it's a pleasure to be on air with you one more time. Praise the Lord, as she said. Get your Bibles out. Amen. You can follow me in Scripture. Praise the Lord tonight. And... She told you the title of our message tonight is Living in Holiness. In the book of Psalms, amen, the 24th chapter, verse 3 through 5, amen, it states and says, Who shall ascend into the hills of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitful. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord, the righteous from the God of his salvation. Romans, amen, chapter 12, 1, 2 through 9 says, I beseech you, I ask you, brethren, By the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewingness of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let love be without dismutilating, a horror that which is evil, plead to that which is good. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 through 17. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what concordion has Christ with Balaam? Or what part has he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God, and they shall be my peoples. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be separated, says the Lord, and touch not the unclean things, and I will receive you. We are talking tonight, amen, about living in holiness. And we are talking, amen, to all believers, not those that are 
making up their mind to come to Christ. But though they man that has confessed the Lord as their Savior and being filled with the person of the Holy Ghost and that with fire. I'm talking to all believers. First of all, amen, let us establish tonight. There is not but one church. And Jesus told Peter, upon this rock I will be of my church. And the very gates of hell shall not prevail against you. There is not but one people unto the Lord. And that is his people. So tonight, amen, the Bible implies to all believers. It makes no difference tonight what denomination that we may be unknown, what name that we are bearing. The Bible speaks to all believers. And the Bible letting us know tonight, amen, wholeness is a biblical requirement involving a heart which is dedicated to God. Our heart must be dedicated to the Lord. I'm talking again to nothing but believers tonight. If you say, I believe in the Lord, and I'm a child of God, that is who I'm addressing tonight. Hebrews chapter 12 and 14 says, follow peace with all men and wholeness without which no man shall see the Lord. Now, amen, I don't know, can it get any plainer than that? He's letting us know that if you are not holy, you won't be able to see the Lord. And there is no other way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Biblical holiness, the definition of holiness, God necessary for holiness. There are two aspects of holiness. Holiness command. Holiness is not an option. Biblical and local standards of holiness. Holiness and separation. Separation is defined. Separation forms a from a central world. Holiness is not for exhibit or horror and clean. There were two Pentecostal topics. Living holiness is obvious important, especially, man, to this denomination of Pentecostal people. Living in holiness is obvious, is very important. They are merely, with this lesson, the scripture that says, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Again, that is Hebrew chapter 12 and 14. Something necessary to salvation is obviously is worth talking about. And we are talking about Holiness tonight. Holiness is of the Lord. And if we want to be like Jesus, all believers must be holy. And yet, holiness is a topic that easily confuses people because of its cultural and application. People often requires their understanding of holiness from their natural and spiritually upbringing. So it is possible for two people to discuss holiness, and yet in their individual mind, being discussed two ways, two different concepts. Often the term holiness is used when what an individual referred to as actually holiness standards, which usually refer to the exterior consideration, such as a dress code, a hairstyle. One cannot help but thinking that God has 
more in mind when he thunder, ye shall be holy. For I, the Lord your God, am holy. Now, but back there in the days of Leviticus, holiness has not just started. But holiness has been ever since God is because God is holy. God commands us to be holy, and holiness is not something we can have. Rather, we are to be holy. However, as we show our faith by our works, James 2 and 18, we express our holiness by our living. We do not sit still marrying out a ray of holiness. Rather, we are holding in our way of living. Here in this world, in our life, we are manifesting holiness by living our lives in a way which pleases God. All believers, amen, ought to want to please God. Since holiness is essential and not an option, if we wish to see the Lord, Let us consider this subject carefully. If we want to see the Lord, we must consider being holy. We must consider being like Jesus. According to the the theologian workbook of the Old Testament, one one meaning of holiness is the essential nature of that which belongs and to share of the secret, and which is thus distant from the common and uh, profane. Divine exposed dictionary of the New Testament, where it refers to it as a state of being. Holiness is therefore a nature or a state of being. It is a characteristic process by God. This is God's characteristic is to be holy. The first mention of holiness in the Bible is found in Exodus chapter 15 and 11. Who is likened unto thee? O Lord, among the gods, small d-o-d-s, who is likened unto thee? You are glorious in holiness. Here and in a similar fashion, there is none holy as the Lord, for there is none besides thee. In First Samuel 2 and 2, we can see the idea that holiness is a divine quality. In trance to God alone. It belongs to God all by itself. The Waffle Bible Encyclopedia says that holiness is what characterizes God. And in and it concludes all his attributes. Holiness is God's nature. Holiness is God's nature. And the Lord is telling you and I, all believers tonight, we must be like him. We must have God's nature. But what has that got to do with us? The question was that. We can't can't be God. Certainly we cannot. We obviously cannot be omnipresent or omnipotent. How can we be holy? The New Testament I call holy. First Peter two and nine. The Waffle Bible Encyclopedia explains that 
God shares his holiness with those in covenant relationship with him. God shares his holiness with those that are in covenant relationship with him. It in this sharing of the holiness of God that is referred to in Hebrew chapter 12 and 10, where we are told that God chastened us, that we might be partakers of his holiness. God chases us, that we might be partakers of his holiness. As Christians feel with God's spirit, we partakers of his nature. Now, when we are filled with God's spirit, we are partakers of God's nature. God is sharing his holiness with you and I. The spirit regenerates us. It makes us a new creature in Christ Jesus. We have to be changed. We have to be born again. That's why the Lord told Nicodemus, a man must be born again. Born of the water and born of the spirit. Without the new birth, we can't be holy. We have to have a change in our lives. We have to put on a different nature from the nature that we were born in. We are born in sin and we are shaped in iniquity. But now, to be holy... We must put on the nature of Jesus Christ. And by this new birth, we escape the corruption of our carnal nature. Our carnal nature, which is our flesh, it is carnal. It does not think righteousness. It don't want to be right. Second Peter 1 and 4. The Holy Ghost dwells. In us, making us holy temples of God. Now, I'm talking about all believers. The Holy Ghost dwells in us. And it makes us holy temples of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. And 2 Corinthians Second Corinthians chapter 6 and 16. Christian can be holy. Christian can be holy because the word holiness also means a ceremonial sanctification or separation that God grants to those objects and people dedicated to his use. Old Testament tabernacle implies what's called holy, First Kings 8 and 4. Through this ceremonial holiness, a slight difference certainly means holiness has developed. The explaining that since such ceremonies associate and covenant fellowship is with the God who is also righteous and sinless. Holiness acquires the mean of separated from sin. All believers ought to be separated from sin. This is the way one usually thinks when personal wholeness is considered. It reflects the common understanding that being holy means being separated or belonging to God alone, consecrated and dedicated to him. This is a believer's life. We ought to be consecrated and dedicated to the Lord and him alone. He's our Lord. He's our God. He's our ruler. He's our master. We ought to be dedicated unto him, set aside from the world. 
We ought to put a difference between holiness and unholiness, clean and unclean, righteousness and unrighteousness. We're talking to the believers tonight. God necessity for holiness. The definitions of the word holiness can be useful summarized. The first meaning of holiness is that which belongs to God exclusively. All the way, everything you have, it belongs to God. Your very breath that you breathe, it belongs to God. Everything that you do, it belongs to God. We should recognize that. The second reference to our being new creation in Jesus Christ. We ought to be new creation, a creature in Jesus Christ. When we belong to Jesus and truly have been born again, we don't walk after the flesh anymore. We crucify the flesh. We bring it under subjection because our body is a temple of the dwelling place where God dwells at. And God dwells in us. God dwells not on us, but in us. What kind of God? A holy God. A righteous God. A just God. A merciful God. Dwells within us. In this way, we are partakers of God's holiness, nature. The third definition is related to the second, but it refers to our separation from the world. All believers, all believers born again of the Spirit of the Lord ought to be separated from the world. And if you hear me, amen, I say ought to be, because amen, I know that there are many believers, they are not separated from the world. That puts a reflection on your salvation. If you say you really love the Lord, what are you willing to give up for the Lord? God gave everything for us, but what are you willing to give up for the Lord? God has his unique, awesome wholeness is a quality that the Almighty alone possess. Nobody possesses the quality of wholeness like the Lord because he is holy. We do not degrade the Lord's wholeness by our sharing in that wholeness by the new birth. We don't bring, amen, God's wholeness down by sharing it, amen, in the new birth. For we do not claim to possess the same ultimate state of God's perfect wholeness. We are not trying to be God. We are trying to be like God. Moreover, we are called to live, we are called to live a holy lifestyle. Born again Christians are called to live a holy lifestyle. Separated from the world. Come out from among them, the word of God says, and be ye separated. God is talking to his people in the last days and letting them know that if you are going to follow me and you put and you you are wearing my character, you must be like me. Holiness is not just a quality possession by the eternal infinite deity, but it is also actually in use and reflection in our separating from the world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in it. If any man love the world, the love of God is not in him. You cannot live and say that you really is holy 
and be with Jesus and keeping up with every aspect of the world. You can't do it. Come out from among them and be ye separated, says the Lord. The connection between the wholeness of God and our own wholeness is God himself. Wholeness is God's nature. And when we are filled with the spirit of God, we receive a holy nature too. We ought to be coming like the Lord. We don't want to do the things of the world. Or do wrong things anymore when we receive God's spirit. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 5, the Lord told Moses to take off his shoes. For the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. The ground then actually was dirt in the area was holy only because God was there. Uh, it doesn't make any difference, amen. Everywhere God's presence at, it becomes to be holy ground. Where God's presence is, God is there. Taking up his servant. Without God's presence, the ground is just dirt. But when God is present, the ground is holy. All many times we standing on holy God, we were standing on holy ground. But we don't even recognize that we're standing on holy ground. God's presence can be there, and we act like God is not there at all. Our old sinful nature does not care about the holiness of God. We say some of any and everything on holy ground. We disrespect God. But God told his servant Moses, pull off your shoes because the ground that you stand on is holy ground. The ground or the dirt in that area was holy because God was holy. Was there talking to his servant? Without God's presence, the ground is just dirt. When God is present, the ground is holy. Likewise, the cup and the pot in the Old Testament tabernacle had an entrenched wholeness of their own. But where wholeness become, they were dedicated to God. He accepted them as his, separated to his service. Are you separated to God's service today? Believers all over the world, are you separated to God's service today? Do you love the Lord more than you do anything else? It is this separation from the world and to God that maketh us holy. In the Old Testament in Leviticus 20 and 26, God told Israel, Ye shall be holy unto me, for I, the Lord, am holy, and have served you from other people, have saved, served you from other people, that you should be mine, God is a jealous God. He told Israel, amen. I don't serve you. I don't spout you many times. Not because you were right, but because I am holy. And that you should be mine. Similarly, God separates us from other people in this world that we can be holy and belong to him. God separates some of us. Then people sometimes, amen, think, amen, you don't got beside yourself, or you're too important, amen, that you don't want to fool with them, amen, but God does the separation. 
Without God, there can be no holiness. He grants his characteristics to vessels separated unto his service. God said, I want you to be like me. Now, the two aspects of holiness, there is an important connection between the holiness, which is the Lord, and the holiness which we are called to live. God tell us, be ye holy, for I am holy. First Peter 1 and 16. God's holiness is the reason for our holiness. Consider our own holiness. Let us turn to a passion in the book of Psalms that discuss the requirement for being allowed to stand in God's holy place. Who's going to stand in God's holy place? Psalm the 24th chapter, verse 3 and 5 say, Who shall ascend unto the hills of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord. And righteousness from the God of his salvation. When you stand and you praise the Lord, you ought to have some clean hands. You ought to have a clean heart, a clean mind. If there is any sin that you have committed before you praise God, you ought to ask God to clean you. You got no business. Praising him in your iniquity. I'm talking about living in holiness. Praise together are two requirements for a person to dwell in God's holy place. Clean hands and a pure heart. Oh, when I look today and people say that they are saved and sanctified, it is a shame before the Lord. There is a twofold nature to the holiness God expects from us. First, there are an outwardly thing that we do with our hands, our deeds, our actions are to be clean. Secondly, there are endless things that relate to our heart, our hope, our desire, which are also to be clean. The Apostle Paul wrote of the significance of the Holy Ghost being in us when he says to glorify God in your body and in your spirit, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, the fact that a person's wholeness has two base aspects, the outer and the inner, inner is important. Amen. Your outside must be right and your inside must be right. When you lift up holy hands unto the Lord. Romans 12 and 1 in our lesson tonight saying, I beseech you. Therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewingness of your mind that you might prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Paul is letting us know tonight, amen, that we must present our body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. 
The Apostle Paul also addressed the two basic aspects of holiness in his epistles. To the church at Rome, we are to be, we are to present our bodies holy, and we are to renew our mind. The outer and inner aspects of holiness are mentioned, and there is no doubt that in both aspects, wholeness is required, outside and inside. Jesus told the Pharisees, don't clean the outside of the cup only, but clean the inside. By you washing uh, your hands, amen, that didn't make you clean. Wholeness is not too often, too often considered an option. Issued in modern in our modern church, perhaps because individuals and local churches vary somewhat in their own standards. Some Christians may decide that standard or behavior do not really matter. They argue that difference in local church standards evidence signify the like of the importance of holiness. They might think that the base message of Acts 2.38, New Testament salvation, is all that is important. And that paying attention to the lifestyle includes the presentation of their bodies. Is it is part, but they are the, the they error. In Romans twelve one and two, the apostle Paul did not merely suggest that this Roman audience present themselves holy, but he beseeched them to do so. The word beseeched means that he was begging and using favor and passion in the humble manner. I beg you to do right. I plead with you is to do right. Being anxious about the outcome. The man of God revealed a great passion over this issue in the same dramatic way he said three chapters earlier that he was willing to lose if it would effect the salvation of his nation brethren. See Romans 9 and 3. The apostle did not make his request for a living sacrifice with any threat, nor did he mention the terror of the Lord. He beseeded them by the mercies of God. This honest request required to mind the tearful, loving plea for an evangelist trying to reach out to a hard hearted. Wholeness is important. God commands us to be holy. In the law of Moses, the first five books of the Bible, there are at least eight direct orders for us to be holy. God considers the subject important enough to repeat it on numerous occasions. In Exodus chapter 19 and 6, Exodus 22:31, Leviticus 11 and 44, Numbers 15 and 40. The apostle knew these commandments, and he begged his hearers to obey the word of God. That is what we are doing tonight. We are begging you to obey the word of God. If you want to see Jesus live holy today, you must live holy. You must present your bodies a living sacrifice. Modern-day Christians is in danger. If they confuse true holiness 
with some mere difference between local church and standards. There are two kinds of holy, holy standards. There are those that are clearly taught in the Bible, such as commandment of modesty, short hair on men, uncut hair on women, being truthful, kind, and forgiveness. We don't left the word modest. We do what we want to. We don't stick with the scripture anymore. We dress like we want to. We act like we want to. That is not of Jesus Christ. First Corinthians six and nine and eleven, and First Corinthians eleven one through sixteen, Galatians five sixteen and twenty six. There are also standards which are not sufficient address in the Bible, but are based on biblical principles. These principles are apprehended by the pastor to the cultural society in which the congregation live in order for them to be separated from the evil behavior, worldly manners, and dress, and spiritually harmful activities in their society. In other words, the pastor defines what kind of modern appearance constitutes the modernist and what conduct is acceptable for the members. Pastors are leaving the standard and principles of God and telling his congregation, amen, what kind of standards he's setting, amen, for the church is all right with him. You better watch that you are in danger of hellfire. A person may decide that it is only his pastor personal performing to preach a particular standard, a dress, a conduct, so he can choose to wear or do whatsoever he wants. Yet the pastor cannot arbitrate set standards. He must set them only on the base of biblical principles. If your pastor don't, amen, tell you it's all right, amen, that you can wear, amen, skin-tight pants and dresses up to your hips, God don't judge him. Because biblical principles and biblical standards tell you to dress modestly. In case a Christian disagrees with the application of the pastor, he is still to obey him as long as he is a member of his congregation. Yes, the Bible teaches, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, Hebrew chapter 13 and 17, not to obey and not to submit to godly leadership reveals a lack of reverence to God and his word. In pursuing holiness, we must separate ourselves from the spirit of the world. We must separate ourselves from the spirit of the world. One of the modern world trademarks is it. Do your own thing. I think somebody made a song. Do your own thing. I don't have to listen to anybody. We got that kind of of, 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 of phrase in the world today. Do your own thing. I don't have to listen to anybody. That's the kind of attitude, amen, that some Christians have picked up. This spirit wants to answer to no one and have no fear of God. Look at it. That's where we are really at today. This is a condition that, amen, the world is in today. They don't want to listen to nobody, and they don't want to fear God. 
We have seen that the Lord commands us to holiness. If we do not actually believe that God means what he has said, if we do not believe that he will judge us according to his word, John 12 and 48 and Revelation 20 and 12, and if we do not really care what God says anyway, then we are not separated from the world. If we don't believe God's word, we are not separated from the world. We are not holy, and we will stand condemned in the judgment. If we don't obey the word of God, we're going to stand condemned in the judgment. God has not forgotten us, and he sees everything that we have done. And if we are confessing holiness, we must live holy. God loves us, and he wants us to be with him in eternity. Yes, he wants us to be with him, but it is left up to you and I. He commands us to be holy because he knew that without holiness, we cannot fellowship with him. If we don't be like him, we don't have his characteristics, we can't be like him. Furthermore, he knew that living a holy lifestyle not only prepares us for eternal life, but also it reveals God's holiness to a lost world. Jesus said, you are the light of the world, a city that sits on a hill and cannot be hid. God allows his holiness to flow throughout, amen, that other people that don't know nothing about holiness can see the light of Jesus within our lives. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 through 17, the apostle to the Gentiles, he's driven home the point that we are to live or separated from the world. Paul asked, what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness? He was a rhetorical, that, that was a rhetorical question to which the obvious answer is none. He then asked, what communion has light with darkness? Again, the answer is apparently none. The apostle continued warning. He demanded him to know what concordant has Christ with Baal, or what part has he that believeth with an infidel. And what agreement has the temple of God with idleness? None. And the reader is forced to prove his own answer. There is none. None. The apostle reminds us of a fact that many Christians also forget that we are the temple of God. The biblical word has many temples. Jews and Gentiles alike share a devotion, a respect and reverence for a place of worship. But Paul was admonishing the Christians to reverence and respect their own bodies since they are the dwelling place of God. Respect your own bodies. Don't let anything come in your temple and defile your temple. That is where
God bless you tonight, amen. We're sorry for that mix-up, amen, but God is telling us to come out from among them. And be ye separated, says the Lord. And I'll be your God, and you shall be my children. But we must learn to obey the Lord. We can't walk in our own ways. We can't do what we want to and expect to enter into the kingdom of heaven. My beloved, if you know how to break the holiness of God, world, we ought to be so pleased tonight for him sharing some of his holiness with us. And we don't know what he is like, but when we see him, we shall be like him. I know my time is running out from under me tonight. Amen. But we want to tell you, you must be holy tonight. You must be like Jesus himself. God has his unique, awesome holiness as a quantity that the Almighty alone possessed. Nobody possessed the holiness of God like he himself possessed. A person may decide that if that it is only his uh, pastor, amen, that make those decisions. But in a case, but in a Christian disagree with the application of the pastor, he is still to obey him as long as he is a member of his congregation. The Bible says, amen not to obey and not to submit a godly leadership revealed a lack of reverence to God and his word. God love us and he wants us to be with him in eternity. He commands us to be holy because he knows that without holiness, he cannot have fellowship with him. Furthermore, he knows that living a holy lifestyle not only prepares us for eternity life, but also reveals God's holiness in a lost world. So the Lord, amen, is telling us tonight, walk in holiness. From the day that he called you out of your sin until the day, amen, that he takes you up, walk in holiness. God dwells and walks with his people as he is our God. He commands us, come out from among them and be ye separated. Now, God has told you if you are somewhere and people that are not living holy, come out from among them and be ye separated. And touching out the unclean thing, Paul has clearly instructed us to be separated ourselves from the unrighteousness, the darkness, the unbelief, in idolatry world. We are told to be separated and not merely different, but unfortunately it seems easy for many people to think that if they are different from their neighbor, they are separated spiritually from them. A person and his neighbor may attend different churches and have different pastimes have different clothes in their closet. But that does not mean they are separated spiritually. This is Dr. Moore tonight, amen. My time is gone tonight, amen. We will pick that up on next week, if the Lord permit, amen. Living in holiness, living. You must live it. You must not talk about it, but you must live it. Amen. Surely Jesus is coming back, and ever what he be like, we shall be like him. God bless you. Beautiful coming from Dr. Moore. Are you living in holiness? Yes, yes, and yes. We'll be back next week. Good night and God bless. Bye-bye. You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early? 
Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's Crispy Chicken Biscuit for only $3. And any size soft drink for just a dollar. And you'll get your day started on a high note. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.